You're listening to the Toolstation Western League podcast with Ian Knockholds and Tom Hiscott. Welcome, listeners, to the Toolstation Western League podcast with me, Ian Knockholds, and I'm delighted to introduce on the line uh, the editor of the Western League Bulletin. It is, of course, Tom Hiscott. Hello, Tom. How are you? Yeah, I'm doing well, thanks. Good to be back. How about yourself? How are you doing? I'm very well. I'm very well indeed. Um, the weather, as we know, has been playing havoc with our fixture list, but I did manage to watch a little bit of football at the weekend. I went to um, I went to Melksham Town. I've been flirting with uh, with with my mistress in the in the Southern League. Once more. Um, but uh, but you know, given the the quality of their stadium, I thought I was pretty much guaranteed some football there. Of course, there was a very big game. Um, in uh, in Wiltshire in the Western League, which I probably should have been at, given given the podcast, but uh, it's just that little bit too far with the kids. We don't want them dropping off to sleep in the car because it plays havoc with Saturday evenings television viewing. Mm-hmm. Um, so we don't want to be doing that. Anyway, we're not here to talk about the Southern League or indeed Saturday evening television viewing. Uh, we are here, of course, to talk about Western League football. On tonight's podcast, we have Dan Langdon, the uh, the manager of Bitten. It's been um, Long overdue that we speak to Dan. And also I'm delighted to welcome back to the Western League podcast, John Bowers, the, the, the chairman of Sherbourne Town. Sherbourne going incredibly well in the first division. We'll hear all about that later in the podcast. But we'll kick off with the matches that, uh, that took place on Saturday, the 23rd of November. We'll start in the Premier Division and we will start at Bitten. Wellington were the visitors. Wellington have been in, they've been in a really poor run of form and uh, unfortunately, Tom, for them, that continued on Saturday. Yeah, they're at the wrong end of the table, aren't they? Uh, Wellington flirting with the uh, flirting with the bottom, uh, and unfortunately, yeah, another defeat for them on um, on Saturday afternoon. A bit, and uh, probably not all that unsurprising, to be honest. Uh, a couple of first half goals uh, split the sides in this one. It was Alex Grimshaw, uh, and then a, a brilliant uh, individual goal from Asa Korik, uh, double Bitten's advantage. Uh, yeah, and they held on for a, for a two 0 win. So unfortunately, another. Never defeat for Wellington, but uh, Bitten picking up a, a, a crucial three points. Well, of course, both of those goals, as Tom has just said, coming in the first half. So I started my interview with Bitten manager Dan Langdon by asking him whether he felt the game had been wrapped up by half-time. Yeah, it was, mate, to be fair. Um, a good performance from us. Um, start to finish Saturday, worthy winners. And, you know, disappointing fact, really, we didn't go and get a few more goals, but um, a superb goalkeeping display uh, from number one kept it at 2-0 Now you're currently eighth in the table are you frustrated by the start your side have made to this season? Um, to be honest with you I am um, but more in the essence of the way our season's panned out in terms of start, stop, start, stop you know we had a, a three week break at one point in the season um, so early on so it's hard to keep any run of form or momentum going um, when that's happening and obviously with the weather it's been uh, it's played a factor as well so not too disappointed in the way the, the boys have been in truth it's just more a case of we found it hard to keep a level of consistency really So so that, um, that those breaks in play for you have affected your momentum? Yeah you know when you when you're playing every week and the players are keeping their match fitness up and, and when you're winning games winning becomes a habit um, but when you start, stop, start, stop, it's hard to keep that level of momentum going, really. So that's all this being. It's just been a little bit rusty in the games we've lost, um, where we've had sort of breaks in our season. So disappointing, really. 
Um, now, you came so close to winning the league last season. W- was that your ambition this season? Was it to win the title? Absolutely. Um, and it still remains that. You've got to remain optimistic and we're not certainly prepared to chat the towel in just yet and, and give up. So we'll keep going and keep fighting and you never know what can happen. Football's a funny old game. So for us, we just keep going and try and get some, some wins for ourselves and, and hope other results go our way. So we haven't given up yet. Now, we would have expected Parkway to be strong this season. Obviously, like yourselves, they went very close um, at the end of last season. But are there any other sides, perhaps sides that you've played recently, that have surprised you in terms of how competitive they've been? I think, to be honest with you, every, every team in this league is competitive. Um, you know, it's a, it's a tough league. And, um, and for me, it's, it's definitely the, the toughest it's been. So um, it's hard to say, really, who I think are real contenders for it but on the offset I would, I'd agree with you with Plymouth um, being the strongest side and they're organised and for me they're the best side we've played this year and last so I wouldn't be surprised to see them go all the way this year and, and take the title I'm going to have a chat with you about Plymouth in a second but some of the teams that find themselves above you at this stage of the season and I think we're rightly you know there's plenty more football to be played but you know the likes of Brislington Clevedon and Hallen as well you know that just goes to show that sides that perhaps have traditionally sort of been in mid-table or towards the bottom have been able to make that that step up this season and and, and find a level of consistency and good form that perhaps previously hasn't been there I mean I think a lot of people who follow Western League football would talk about the strength of the Devon sides but I mean those three are from the Bristol area so I I mean, there's quite a lot of strength in depth that's come from the league this season that perhaps we weren't expecting. Yeah, I mean, look at some of the players, both clubs have signed Haaland and Brisbane in particular. Um, they've, made, they've made some pretty impressive signings. Um, so I'm, I'm not surprised to see them where they are, to be honest. And Clevedon uh, were a young side last year also. And, and I did say last season, I thought Clevedon would be there or thereabouts this year. So I'm not surprised with, with either three, really. Um, now, you played Parkway recently, and um, I can remember talking about the game on the podcast because it was a seven-goal thriller, and I made the point that um, you know normally um, when two big sides meet or where there's expectation, they can often cancel each other out. Now, of course, I wasn't able to, make, um, I wasn't able to get to the game, so I, I didn't actually see how it panned out. But, I mean, from your perspective, was it, was it the humdinger that the, uh, that the scoreline suggests? Yeah, I mean, there's there's not many, from our perspective, many teams that go to partway and, and score three goals and not win. Um, so on the day, I, I do feel we, we gifted them too many soft goals. Um, but it was a great game, and uh, I think a point apiece would have been fair. If not, about being biased, I, I feel on the day we'd, we'd win the game. But like I said, football can be harsh, harsh at times, so... Obviously, you're in good goal-scoring form down there, and I know it's a place that plenty of Western League sides find a very difficult place to go, not least because of the vociferous support that Parkway enjoy at, at their home games. But, um, I mean, what, what does it perhaps... Uh, it, it, was the defensive performance something that, on reflection, that you know, you've looked to address um, um, after the game? Yeah, I mean, it was, it was just it's individual errors, and unfortunately that happens. Um, so we can't really go away and work on much on, on the defensive front because like I said it was just little individual errors which unfortunately happen and a side like Partway um, especially players such as Carter you know when any mistake you make against them you get punished so to go there you've got to be 110% for 9 plus minutes you can't switch off for a second um, You've got Cribs in the Vars on Saturday and um, you know given um, that there's still 
quite you know you've got ground to make up in the league if you're going to challenge. I know you're optimistic about about doing that, but does that mean that perhaps the Vars takes on greater significance for you this uh, this season? Um, yeah, I mean the, the Vars uh, both FA competitions, a club perspective and certainly a manager's perspective, are ones you want to go as far as you can anyway. Um, at the end of the day, you've got Wembley. Um, it's the potential prize at the end, isn't it? So. The Vaz is what we'd always like to go as far as we could, to be honest, so we'll be certainly up for a Saturday. Because you have got good cup pedigree, haven't you? We shouldn't forget that you were the, the winners of the, of, of, of the tool station equivalent of the, uh, of the charity shield, which is not something that Western League sides have been able to boast very frequently. No, that's right. And that day we were, again, we started that game quite slow and found ourselves on the back foot and we came out, again, worthy winners, so... Yeah, cup football is something uh, we take seriously. So, of all competitions, you know, we don't play to make it a number, we play for success. So, yeah, Saturday will certainly be a good one. And the week after that, you've got Roman Glass in the league. Now, I, I've been saying on the podcast that I think Roman Glass are in a, in a false league position. Perhaps they're not, and actually it just goes to show how strong the Western League Premier Division is from top to bottom. But um, they've only lost once in their last six matches, so... Just because you're taking on sort of one of the more unfancied sides, shall we say, it doesn't mean you can take anything for granted in that game, does it? No, absolutely not. And again, like themselves, they've made some good signings. I said Andy Gurney, they're going to be there to give us a, give us a hard game, really. So you can definitely take it for granted. So we've got to be at our best every week. So there's no sort of easy games. And my thanks to Dan for his time. Now we move on to Cadbury Heath, and they took on high-flying Clevedon Town. Yeah, and there was uh, plenty of well, there was late drama in this one. Uh, it eventually ended in a in a in a two-all draw. Uh, Clevedon managing to to score an injury time equaliser uh, to rescue a point. Uh, Matt Huxley had been uh, the star of the show for the Heath in the first half, uh, scoring twice uh, to put his side ahead at the interval. Uh, but Clevedon. Uh, as it looked, looked like they were going to fall to a 2-1 defeat, um, they managed to, to get one more opportunity, and it was Elliot Nicholson uh, con- uh, converting a cheeky back heel uh, in the final few minutes to, to secure a point. And, uh, yeah, unfortunately for Cadbury Heath, letting two points slip, but uh, that was how it stayed, and it was, yeah, two-all draw between Cadbury Heath and uh, Clevedon. Now, our next game features um, two clubs that, of course, have um, been on this season's podcast, Cribs, we had last season, uh, last week. And um, they were facing up to Bridgewater Town, who they'd taken on earlier in the season. Now, the Bridgewater Town manager, I can remember, um, Carl Bagley, he told me that Cribs always give him a difficult game. And I think that would be fair to say that that was the case on um, on Saturday. Yeah, absolutely. A, a tight contest, uh, eventually ending in a, a 3-2 win for, for Bridgewater. All five of the goals coming in a, in a frantic first half. Uh, Bridgewater shooting out the blocks, Jack Taylor flicking the ball ball home after just 10 minutes to, to put them ahead but then Cribs had a, an, a really impressive couple of minutes uh, and uh, two goals from Ed Harrison both uh, supplied by crosses from Joe White so those two teaming up well uh, scoring the 25th and 27th minute uh, to put Cribs ahead uh, but then Bridgewater had a, a brilliant spell of their own just before the break uh, and it was a couple of headed goals for them uh, from Tom Ellison and David O'Hare uh, giving them a 3-2 uh, advantage at the interval and uh, they managed to hold out in the second half and that's how it stayed so uh, a good 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 battle and uh, a good three points for Bridgewater away at Cribs 
Next up is Hallen against Westbury. Now, on last week's podcast, this was my game to watch because I'd seen these two play last season and it was a tight affair, even though Westbury at the time were flying. Well, Hallen, on this occasion, are the ones who were flying and so it proved on Saturday. Yeah, coming from behind to, to beat Westbury and uh, extend their winning run in all competitions to, to five matches now. So, Hallen, yeah, as you say, a fantastic run. And uh, yeah, but it was Westbury who went ahead, as I said. Uh, Ricky Holbert left unmarked at the at the back post uh, to put them ahead on the half hour. Uh, but Hallen managed to, to cut, get back on level terms pretty soon after. And it was Matt Davis heading home at a corner uh, to make it one all. Uh, and then in the 63rd minute, uh, an excellent strike from Kyle Thomas. He's having a pretty good season for Hallen. Uh, he managed to to beat the uh, Westbury keeper from from long range. And, uh, yeah, as I say, in the 63rd minute, and they managed to hold out. So it was Halland 2, Westbury 1. And finally, in the Premier Division on Saturday, Street took on a rampant Bradford Town. Yeah, indeed, another another big win for, for Bradford on their, on their travels. A 5-0 uh, triumph at Street uh, to reclaim top spot after uh, Parkway, I think, had gone ahead uh, on, on goal difference during the, during the midweek games. Uh, but, yeah, Bradford... 5-0 victors away at Street, uh, going going ahead pretty early on through Will Hailston, uh, with Gary Higdon then doubling their tally uh, uh, soon after. Uh, and then there was further goals from Lewis Powell uh, and uh, Higdon again uh, to make it 4-0, uh, with Tyson Pollard then uh, adding the finishing touches just after the hour mark. Uh, but a pretty convincing and comfortable uh, afternoon's work for Bradford. And as you say, yeah, doing really well. 12 wins from their uh, 14 league games so far. So, uh, yeah, Bradford 5, 5-0 uh, no winners away at Street. Another job, another saving. Brought to you by Toolstation. Is this all the receipts? Yes, boss. For everything we got from Toolstation? Yeah, why? I just thought we'd spend a lot more than this. Oh, no. We got all the best brands too. Makita, Santex, Karcher, Nest. Top job, top saving. With over 15,000 trade quality products at prices that are hard to beat, we're here to save you on every job. At Toolstation.com and all 340 branches. Now, moving on to the first division, and our opening game saw Almondsbury taking on Warminster Town. And on this occasion, the, uh, the the Wiltshire Club brought their cup form with them. Yeah, it seems like it. Almondsbury have been yeah, been doing all right recently, scoring quite a few goals. But, uh, yeah, not to be on, on Saturday afternoon. Uh, goalless for them, but uh, Warminster bagging three. So uh, a big win. Uh, another another team to win on their travels as well. Good 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 some good away victories this weekend. Uh, Francois Allen and uh, Ian Jeffrey. He's uh, he's having a good run of run of form. Uh, they were both on target and it was uh, yeah three 0 win for Warminster away at Almondsbury. Now two more Wiltshire sides. It's a Wiltshire uh, derby, a Wiltshire Classico if you will. The biggest gate by quite some way in the Western League on Saturday occurred at Corsham Town where the visitors were Khan and the visitors took the spoils. They did, yeah. So if you're it, obviously the, uh, as you say, the big crowd, 210 there on, on Saturday, which is really good to see. And obviously if you take away the, the groundhog weekend, this is, yeah, amongst uh, the best we've seen in the first division this week, this, this season, sorry. And uh, yeah, pretty good game by all accounts. Cohn eventually running out 2-0 victors uh, to, <clears throat> to maintain their lead at the top of the table. Uh, and the first goal coming uh, in, in uh, first half stoppage time from former caution forward uh, Jamal Chevalier. I know he had a, a, a good few good few spells at uh, caution, but uh, he was on target for Cowan in this one, putting them ahead, uh, putting the wayside in, in front at the break. Uh, and then with eight minutes left on the clock, uh, they finally wrapped things up, uh, and it was well worth waiting for. A 35-yard 
effort from Nathan Davis, uh, giving giving the Lily Whites a 2-0 advantage. And uh, yeah, that was how it stayed. So a good win for Cowan away. Um, caution. Now, did you see that goal on Twitter? I think that there's been some footage of the of the belter on social <laughs> media. I think I have stumbled across it. In it. Yeah, it's quite, uh, quite 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 terrific. So I think uh, yeah, people need to check that one out if they if they're able to find it. Yeah. We we have to take our hat off, of course, to that um, uh, for that effort. But mm. I must confess, I was incredible. I've been incredibly impressed all season. We did talk about this when I interviewed the um, the, the the caution manager, um, but uh, th- their social media coverage is is absolutely fantastic, and the, the the footage that gets put up of their games, and of course on this occasion they had the rather galling prospect of having to show one of the best goals, undoubtedly. Um, that you'll see in Western League football, but but it was the Caution editor who was producing yeah. the final output, and, and in fairness to him, he did a fantastic job. I mean, we had even had Tom different angles of the actual goal going in. Now, I mean, for us to say that at Western League level, I think is well, we, we should really doth our collected hat was, to uh, to Caution Town for that one. I was about to say exactly that. Yeah, it's really. I mean, it's taking it. Taking it to another level, really. So uh, yeah, it's good to see what's what's going on out there, and uh, yeah, hopefully other clubs maybe can uh, can can join in, and and that makes a better product for everybody, doesn't it? Absolutely, absolutely right. Now the next match we're going to feature. Well, actually, it wasn't my pick of um, last um, of last week because I, I I didn't. I thought it was well worth watching out for, but I didn't think it would be a repeat of uh, of last season's encounter between these two sides. Longwell Green Sports. We had them on the um, podcast. Um, last week, took on Devizes Town. Devizes have been in a poor run of form. It would be fair to say at the, uh, the you know at the at the bottom of the table. Longwell Green are absolutely flying, absolutely flying. We speculated on last last week's podcast that you know the thing about the first division is that of course it, you know it throws up shocks mm. and it throws the form book out the window. Could Devizes cause another shock? Well, I didn't really think that they could, particularly away at Longwell Green. But they very nearly did, didn't they, Tom? They very nearly did. Uh, and unfortunately, four devices. Uh, yeah, well, their hard work was undone in the, the final few minutes. They came close to a, uh, well, yeah, picking up a, a shock, shock victory, really. Uh, looking, looking obviously at the table, these two uh, opposite ends. Uh, devices, as you say, a tough run. Uh, I think they're without a league win since the end of September. So this would have been a, a very welcome three points. And they came, yeah, exceedingly close. Charlie Buckingham. Uh, putting them ahead five minutes before half time, uh, away at Longwell Green, who are up in the, up in the, the top top few spots, up to second, uh, and that's only thanks to a, a really late smash and grab from them. Uh, twice scoring in the in the closing stages, as I said, Liam Oswin uh, leveling the scores uh, in about the 88th minute, and then it was Tom Welling uh, not soon after uh, managed to, to to knock another one in, and it was Longwell Green running out 2-1 victors. Bit a bit of late heartbreak for Devizes really, but Longwell Green. Uh, Mark, yeah, continue to march on their on their merry way. Ninth league win, and uh, yeah, as I say, up in second spot, and uh, yeah, doing really really well. Now, what was the name of that Devizes goal scorer again, Tom? Charlie Buckingham. What do you think he's known as in the dressing room? What would you think his um, his nickname is? Something to do with the Palace. I don't know. What about the Duke? The Duke. That's probably what. Yeah, that's probably what I was looking you for. You like that? Yeah, it's probably like not. But I mean, I, no, I'm a big, I'm a big fan of these things, as, as you be. probably know, because you've had to suffer it over the last three years. <laughs> anyway, we'll, we'll move swiftly on Moving to our final feature game in the first division. Sherborne Town took on Ashton and Backwell United to the victor, the spoils in this game, because Ashton and Backwell could have gone above high-flying Sherborne Town, 
if they'd have won this game, but they didn't. Sherbourne secured the three points in emphatic style. Yeah, another one of our high flyers. Uh, Sherbourne uh, joining Longwell Green and Carlman in, in the top three. Uh, and uh, yeah, as you say, smashing uh, 5-0 victory uh, over Ashton and Backwell. Um, they've won now five of their last six. So uh, absolutely fantastic form uh, for, for the Zebras. Uh, Ashley Clark and Joe Smith each scoring uh, twice. And then Alex Murphy, uh, a man in real good form. Uh, he managed to, to get among the goals once again. And uh, yeah, within them a, a pretty comfortable 5-0 uh, win. So uh, yeah, fantastic, fantastic run continues for Sherbourne. That's their fourth win on the bounce. But perhaps what was most impressive about Saturday's result was the scale of the victory. And that's where I started my conversation with Sherbourne Town Chairman John Bowers. I'm, I'm, I'm a bit excited about it because it was one of those games going into our closest rivals. You were a little bit apprehensive and we did play well on the day, I must admit. And so did they, to be fair. We defended the first 20 minutes. They were the better team and we defended really, really well. Uh, and ran out 5-0 uh, victors. Couldn't, couldn't have been a better weekend. Because they are a good side, aren't they? I mean, not, notwithstanding the fact that, you know, obviously they're close to you in the table, they're a footballing side as well. So you haven't scored five goals this season, it would be fair to say. So to get it against them, um, really, you know, everything must have gone right for the boys on the day. There was a slight intervention at 2-0. Um, the good old Simbin uh, entered the game and they had two players Simbin at the same time. Uh, which I've not seen before, and I've only seen the Simbin once before, uh, and, and maybe that was the, the turning point in the game. It was 2-0. We scored once during that 10-minute interval, um, but it sort of broke their rhythm, and they never really recovered from it. And, uh, you know, take nothing away from our lads. We still played well. We, we pushed the ball about um, and, and looked really good going forward. So, the Simbin did have its little bit to to uh, to play on the day. Well, talking about the goals you've scored is absolutely fair, but actually we should also be talking about the goals that you haven't conceded. You've had three clean sheets on the bounce, so is that something that um, uh, the boys have been working on? Most definitely. We've given, to be honest, over a few seasons, we've given a poor goal away during the game, especially this season. We seem to give an early goal and it's nearly a carbon copy. We get caught out on, on the wing and the ball comes in and we just don't, we're slow to react. So frustrating that we give that goal away. I don't know the stats on coming back from a goal down, but there must be hard to come back to win it from a goal down during the season. Um, I know it's something Wayne was particularly uh, annoyed about that we kept giving away this goal. It's hard enough at this level anyway without giving the goal, goal away. So to have three clean, clean sheets on the bounces, you need to score goals, we know, but it's nearly as important as, as scoring goals the other end to keep your defence the same. And what has been noticeable is the first time in the four, well, this is the, the fourth season I'm chairman, uh, is that we, we've been holding more or less the same 11, starting 11, for probably five or six games. Uh, and I think that's important as well. Now, Radstock were the last side to beat you. And some of the managers I've spoken to have said that they're one of the teams to watch out for this season. Would you echo that? Yeah, um, most definitely. Uh, we, we, I think they beat us in the Les Phillips Cup, and then we had them again a couple of weeks later, and they were a strong side. You know, uh, big lads, physical in a good way, um, and I can't take away their wins from them. But they deserve both the wins. But what I think about Sherbourne is the fact that we've got a great squad. Um, a great bunch of lads. There's a great buzz about the club, uh, and the fact that I don't think we've seen the best of them yet. I think I don't think we're, we're, we're 
a long way off of seeing the best of the whole squad. And, you know, we, I think it was 5-0, 3-0 and 2-0. So we're getting better. Goodness knows what's coming the next game. But, yeah, <laughs> Rav's got the last team to beat us in the league. Um, a, a strong side. Uh, on another day, uh, you know, we, we might have fared better. Well, what about your aspirations for the team this season? The aspirations of the whole club, and I spoke to you last season about it being a slow job with the, with the team moving forward, with the club moving forward, and with you know we're building blocks. Uh, we, we've got to start off at the bottom with the finances of the club. We're not wealthy club. We're never going to be wealthy. We've got a, a modest budget when it comes to um, wages. Uh, aspirations of the club this season. I take the finish where we are today. You know, third from top. I take that tomorrow, no doubt about it. Um, top half was the call before the beginning of the season. We're taking it small steps at a time. What is becoming apparent about this league, that any team can beat any other team on the day. You know, I've seen nobody we've been frightened of. I've seen nobody's really played badly. I think we're due to play Cohen on Saturday. That'll be a you know, great test for us. They're top at the minute. But if we do get our game at, at Bishop Sutton's tomorrow, um, if the weather permits, then get the right result there. We, we could be top. You never know going into Saturday's game. So um, the aspirations really to finish in the top quarter. We'd, we'd like to be back in the FA Cup. It's a little bit grey area of what we have to do to qualify to get in the FA Cup, but that's our aspirations for this season. Well, we'll have a chat about the upcoming games in a minute, but um, if you do manage to finish in the top four this season, of course, that will secure you a promotion, um, quite probably back to the Toolstation Western League Premier Division. I mean, are you? Um, uh, how do you feel about uh, about that? Is that something that you're um, that you, you know that you're working towards? Because next season, that's going to be a very different test to the one that you found this season. Not least because it will be a division that stretches from Cornwall to Wiltshire. I think I haven't thought too much about the travelling side of it, um, but what it is a big jump. You know, the first season we got relegated from that division, and we were way, way off the mark. We certainly got a different outfit and a different setup and a different team now. Of course, we'd love to have a go and see see how we fare in the Premier Division. Obviously, that that has to be our target to win the league. That's what we're here for. How we could actually get on once we got that far, I don't know. Bring it on! You know, it'd be a great problem to have. Um, <laughs> I can't see that we could ever win that that division. But you know, we haven't got the finances that some of the big boys got. But we have got a, a, a lot of heart in the club, um, and I keep going back about the buzz within the club is, is unbelievable. And I still think we got you know it's a slow job, and we've got a lot of better days to come. I can only see the team getting better. The squad has got a lot of depth, so. You know, yeah, I'd love to get promoted, and I'd love to. But I mean, the manager might listen to this, and he might think, "Christ, John, what, what are you up to?" But I, of course, we want to have a go. You know, we we we're out to win this league. That's that's our target starting. Of course, it is. Every team must want to win the league, and we'll worry about what happens next season when we get there. But um, it is a big gap, and there are some big clubs with with big budgets that we'd have to come up against. But bring it on. That's what I say. Well, to to do that, of course, you have got to beat the likes of Bishop Sutton and Khan, which were the games that you quite rightly say that they're, they're coming up this um, this week. Now, they're two very different challenges, aren't they, really? And in a way, it would be sort of, there's no point beating one if you can't beat the other. Maybe that's not strictly true about, about Khan. But you, you know what I mean. If you're going to test yourself against the best in the league, you've got to make sure that you're able to get something against one of the sides struggling down at the bottom. Of course it is. And, and to be honest with you, both teams, uh, uh, both games are not going to be easy games. You know, certain are fighting down the bottom there. They're, uh, you know, and I know how that feels. And they won't be an easy side to play. A little bit of a bogey side to us down on their ground. We, the, the four seasons I've been, 
This is the fourth that I've been um, chairman. We've all seen the struggle there with getting the result. Um, probably going to be a wet pitch if the game does go ahead. So, yeah, that's a hard one. You know, the diversity of games and clubs you have to play and teams you have to play. If you're looking to win or finish in the top three or four, that's the challenge challenge of football at, at any level. You know, Khan have proved this season. That I don't know exactly how long they've been at the top there, but they must be a good side. Mm. But to be fair, I, I think they should be wary of us. You know, we shouldn't be worried about them. We're the team that are coming up the league. We're on a bit of a run, and, and long may that continue. You know, winning becomes a habit, and um, it'll be a, it, it should be a good game. I really look forward to Saturday. I think we've had a fixture change to play them. We're supposed to have played them away because of Les Phillips' commitment that the game the game was called off. Um, so, you know, we're, we're looking forward to playing and we're looking forward to see how good we are. Um, and, you know, uh, again, if we want to achieve our aspirations and those are teams we've got to get results against, not necessarily a win, you know. Am I defeated if I say I take a draw now? But, you know, let's not lose the games. Let's, let's keep this winning, winning run going, albeit against teams down the bottom or teams at the top. I'm looking forward to it. Now, before I let you go, um, the Western League are promoting the importance of volunteering and volunteers within the league. And obviously, as as club chairman, you'll be acutely aware of the importance of having people to help you on a match day, not just involved with the team, but all those other jobs as well, from publicity to catering and also looking after the pitch. So, I mean, looking at your own club, uh, what do you think are the, are the big challenges that, that, that Western League clubs face? And what do you think... Um, the benefits that come. I mean, you, you yourself obviously will give a lot of your own time to your football club. What are the benefits that you get from giving your time to Sherbourne Town? I think it's extremely rewarding. I, I've quoted myself as being the reluctant chairman because it wasn't a job that I particularly wanted. I had no aspirations to be chairman. Went to a meeting to, to decide who was going to be the chairman and it must have stuck my arm up. I don't know what happened because I walked out chairman. Um, I don't regret that. And, and I sum this up like this. It's, it's 90% of heaven and 10% of hell uh, because when, you know, the, the, the problems you get on an everyday basis, some are easily settled, some are really difficult. Good volunteers are so vital to any club uh, you know, we, we've got some great volunteers and people that do, you know, simplest of jobs. They might just turn up on a Monday after a match on a Saturday and empty the dustbins. But if someone's got to do that, you know, and if it isn't done, the dustbins overflow. It might seem like a, a menial thing, but that person is, is vitally important, as, as important as our commercial manager. He just happens to be my son, but Sam, he he's done a fantastic job. All right, he works for the family business and he probably spends a bit too much time doing Sherborne Town work while he's at work. Um, but you know he he is as important and bringing in money as the guy that empties the dustbins or the people doing the kitchens or the people that just turn up to put a bit of paint down here and there or or, or to sweep up you know it, and it is a problem to get young blood coming through unfortunately we, over the last couple of years we've lost three really really good volunteers that have passed away and and you can't replace these people you know the, it, 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 my time well I've retired recently so I can give it some time but if I was being paid about 50 grand a year, it, it would be about right. But I don't. I do it for love. I certainly don't want any money for doing it. But it's extremely rewarding when things go well. Just going back to, you know, you said about being in the Premier Division, I, I would get as much pleasure out of maintaining ourselves and standing up in the Premier Division as a standalone team without having to fight relegation, say mid-table and being a good side to play as much as a side that are chucking money at it and going to win the league because we can't chuck money at it and the finances are certainly better now than they've ever been before but it all comes hand in hand you know you say about volunteers yes of course they're vitally important couldn't couldn't 
survive without them. We also couldn't survive without the sponsors. You know, we've got two or three main sponsors that are chucked considerable amount of money at the club really in today's standards but they're as important as the people that sponsor a player in his home kit for 35 quid or the people that turn up on match day pay their entry fee but go and have a pint or a burger or a cup of coffee all those people are all vitally important to any club to keep the revenue coming and it has to keep coming day on day on day just to stand still really so um yeah the volunteers are hugely important to the club John, thank you very much for your time. I think you probably inspired us for our next um, month of, um, uh, of of campaigning, and that is to celebrate the, the sponsors that, that give us the uh, the football that we all uh, enjoy. But yeah. for now, um, thank you so much for your time, and congratulations on this incredible run of form you're on. It's fantastic. It'll be fantastic to see um, um, when we next get a chance to catch up with you, whether you've been able to keep it up. No problem, Ian. It's a pleasure talking to you. Now, that wraps up our look at the results over the last week in the Toolstation Western League. We'll now move on to the upcoming fixtures. Um, we could have a look at the uh, the midweek, but we, we don't um, normally because the games will probably have happened by the time you hear the podcast. Mm-hmm. On this occasion, it will probably be because they won't have happened because the weather will have cancelled them. Mm-hmm. Let's keep our fingers crossed that the weather gods are smiling on us uh, on Saturday, November the 30th. I think they might be, but don't take my word for it. Um, uh, but we've got a well, we've got a very full uh, fixture list to look at, Tom. And we'll start off, I think, by looking at the FA Vars third round matches. Yeah, indeed, we've got five games to to look forward to in the Vars. Uh, fingers crossed, obviously, as you say, the weather uh, this weekend. Uh, but four on Saturday, and then we have one on Sunday as well. So uh, Saturday afternoon, we've got uh, three all Western League clashes, which means we will have obviously a team getting through to the next round, which is uh, important. Uh, so we've got Bitten versus Cribs. Uh, we've got Bradford versus Bridgewater. Uh, we've got Tavistock versus Buckland. Those are the all Western League ties. And then also Plymouth Park, where they're they're in action away at Hamworthy United on on Saturday afternoon. So uh, yeah, seven seven teams uh, in 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 FA Vars action on Saturday. Which uh, good luck to all of them. And then on Sunday, another Western League uh, all Western League tie uh, in the third round. We've got Roman Glass St George hosting uh, First Division. Uh, Warminster. So, uh, yeah, a cracking weekend in store for, for in, in the Vars for, for quite a lot of our clubs. I suppose the positive, Tom, is that we're in a position where we know, you know, our member clubs will be progressing in this competition. But it's pretty galling that they'll be progressing um, at a cost to other mm. member sides, isn't it? I mean, it's a shame, really, that the fixture gods have thrown up um, a, a third round in this competition where Western League opposite, you know, Western League sides are only playing opposition from one other you know, league in the in the form of of Hamworthy United. I don't know how our how the fans feel about that, but I do no. get the impression that sometimes the prospect of even travelling to you know far flung places in the Peninsula League or the Hellenic League would um, you know would be or even the Wessex League, of course, would be would be welcome for our fans. But anyway, never mind. That's those are the cards that we've been dealt. Looking at the Premier Division, we've got a fair few matches on in there. Um, which sides? particularly a fancy for the Premier Division uh, the game that I've uh, got my eye on I think most of this weekend is probably uh, Exmouth versus Shepton uh, Exmouth uh, they've not played quite as many as some of the clubs because of, of of a good good few cup runs uh, but they uh, they host Shepton and they've only conceded six league goals from ten matches so far Exmouth so their uh, their defensive record is uh, yeah quite a, quite something so if they can uh, maintain that there's a good chance obviously they can 
pick up another another positive result and climb that table. So uh, yeah, keeping an eye on uh, how Exmouth get on on Saturday afternoon. I think what's quite interesting about the Premier Division fixtures on Saturday is there's quite a few evenly matched mm. sides. Yeah. I think Bridport and Cadbury Heath will be eyeing a win from that fixture, and I think Odd Down and Canesham will also both fancy their chances there. But I think if you're looking for a competitive tie at, towards the top of the table, uh, then I would go for Clevedon Town against Westbury United. Clevedon have certainly surprised me uh, with their early season form, Tom, but Westbury, you know, continue to be. Um, competitive at the you know at the top end of the table they will undoubtedly be disappointed um at the drop points at hallen and so i would expect um westbury to um to certainly be looking to get something from that game i think that would be um a very tight affair there now moving on to the first division and which uh, which game has caught your eye here there's a couple of couple of good ones but i think the yeah the i'm picking the main one uh, stealing it away from you but that would be uh, sherborne hosting calm uh, obviously, we've mentioned how how fantastic Sherborne have been of, of of late. Four wins on the bounce, I think you mentioned, uh, and uh, yeah, they get to host the league leaders, and uh, obviously potentially overtake them if they uh, if they manage to get another three points. So uh, yeah, that should be uh, an almighty clash uh, down there at Rally Grove on on Saturday afternoon. Well, I'd have been sorely tempted um, to pick out Welton Rovers against Devizes, but that's purely out of personal interest. Mm. Albeit, I would say that when I watched these two sides play earlier in the season, I've actually watched it a couple of times because um, the first game, unfortunately, got um, rearranged. But the second time, it was highly entertaining, not necessarily for the right reasons, if you were Devizes fan. Me and my dad went into the bar uh, at what we thought was the final whistle, only to miss the... Um, the defining Welton Rovers goal. So um, um, obviously, don't you can't take your eyes off that one for a minute. The game that I'm going to pick out though is at the opposite end of the table. Wincanton Town, who've been going well against Radstock Town, have also been uh, been going well in the uh, in the first division. I think that'll be a highly entertaining um, encounter if Radstock can put out a good, uh, a strong first eleven in that game. Then they will obviously be um, hopeful of getting all three points. But Wincanton are no mug, so I think that'll be a highly highly competitive um, competitive match now before we wrap things up um, we had a look at the league tables uh, last week um, perhaps we can have a look at the goal scorers this week who's hot in the hot shots yeah why not uh, so uh, a little bit of little bit of movement since we last spoke obviously quite a few uh, postponed games but still plenty of goals flying in so uh, a bit of bit of bit of movement as I say uh, Premier division uh, league goals only we've got Adam Carter still. Still well out in front. 20 league goals for, for Plymouth Parkway so far this season. And then a couple of chaps on 11. Now we've got Lucas Fowles of Clevedon. Gary Higdon, who's uh, yeah hit a purple patch of late. He's got 11 for Bradford. Uh, in the first division, uh, we've got James Rustall uh, of Radstock. He's got 16 league goals. Uh, Harry Foster of Wales is on 12. And then uh, Calm, uh, Calm's uh, Stuart Windsor, obviously table-topping. Uh, at the moment, he's got 11. So, uh, yeah, that's uh, that's state of play in the first division. Uh, and then in all competitions, we've got Jack Crago. Plenty of cup goals for him, but he's got 25 in all competitions. So uh, a fantastic first half to the season for him. Uh, Rusto of, of uh, Park, uh, Bradstock's on 21, uh, along with Adam Carter of Parkway. They've both got 21. And then Higdon and Foster, uh, who we've mentioned in, in their, their league uh, exploits, they've both got 17 goals in all competitions. So, uh, yeah, plenty of goals flying in uh, up and down the divisions. Excellent, Tom. Thank you very much for your time this week. And, uh, of course, we have been reviewing your excellent bulletin. Where can the listeners find that? Uh, that'll be on the uh, Toolstation uh, League website. Uh, there's a, 
there's a tab along the top uh, that takes you to the most recent one where you can download it as a as a pdf or a word document so uh, yeah that's there uh, there every sunday afternoon tom it's a real pleasure to have you back um pleasure i've missed back. your dulcet tones as i'm <laughs> sure the, the, the listeners have as well but anyway from tom and myself you've been listening to the tool station western league podcast <laughs>